0: Hello, my name is Tom Longano, and this is Boy Stories. All right, welcome back to the podcast. We got a wild story for you today. Definitely one of the wilder stories in the Red Book of Stories. Maybe one of the crazier ones in all the Boy Stories. Um, Also kind of a wild interview. I mean, wild, maybe not the right word. Kind of a weird interview. (laughs) So apologies in advance for that. Uh, I'm going to jump right into the story, but real quick, there wasn't an episode last week. Uh, I'm trying as hard as I can to get weekly episodes out, um, but because of scheduling and stuff, sometimes I will miss a week, and I apologize for that. So um, thank you for the people who have contacted me wondering if I was still alive. Yes, I'm still alive, and I will continue to do the weekly episodes as much as is possible. Awesome. Again, thank you for all the questions you guys have been sending in and the voice messages. I hope to get to as many as I can on the podcast. And please continue to send them in um, because a lot of them are super funny and great. And it's always so good to hear from the people who are listening to boy stories. Uh, okay, so moving on, we are going to get right into the story. This is Greg's birthday party. Saturday was Greg's birthday. All week, he made this known to every fifth grader in Mr. L's class. He also made known who was, and more importantly, who was not, invited to his party. It's going to be super rad, Greg said to a group of temporary admirers on Friday. My mom ordered this special video game truck. They come right to your house. You go inside and there's like literally any video game ever, and comfy chairs and huge TVs. My cousin had one at his birthday. It was sick. Wait, said Porge. Do they have games that just came out? Like, just came out this week? Oh yeah, said Greg casually. They'll have Zombie Massacre 3, Return of the Apocalypse. My mom already asked, and they're getting it special, just for us. You're joking, said Albert. It's unavailable, said Porge. It's actually unavailable everywhere. No one's played it. We'll play it, Greg assured him. This party will be so... Oh, hey Leo. Leo walked by with Timmy on their way to the recess field. Greg, Porge, and Albert stared at him. It was well known that Leo was not invited to Greg's birthday party. Then Greg spoke. So, uh, Timmy, he said. You all set for Saturday? Timmy glanced at Leo, then glanced back to Greg. He nodded. Sweet, said Greg. See you there, bro. Leo looked at Timmy as if he'd just accepted 30 pieces of silver. You're going, he said, when they were away from Greg and his bragging. Well, uh, a lot of people are going to be there, Timmy stammered. Not just Greg. And, and Leo, he, he's going to have Zombie Massacre 3. Everyone's talking about it. Leo frowned. On Tuesday... He had brought a bottle of ghost pepper hot sauce to lunch on a dare with Jake to see who could eat the most drops without crying. Then, after the seventh minute of Greg's extended story about how he regularly eats ghost peppers raw for fun and how they were all babies for complaining about a couple drops, Greg unwisely left to get more napkins. His open sloppy joe lay unguarded on the table. How could Leo resist? Maybe the entire bottle was excessive. And maybe he shouldn't have confessed immediately afterwards, but he wanted to see if Greg's face could get even redder after that giant bite of Spicy Sloppy Joe. It did get redder, Leo thought, but with all the choking sounds, it was hard to tell. Either way, from that day on, Leo had been excluded from all talk of Saturday's birthday celebration. Jake, who was nothing if not an accomplice in this act, somehow kept his invitation, He also disagreed with Leo, saying Greg did not get redder after Leo announced what was in the Sloppy Joe, just more purplish. Leo did not regret his actions, but he did regret missing Zombie Massacre 3. Timmy was right, everyone would be talking about it. Still, Leo was a problem solver, a boy of initiative, and he figured he might give the boys at Greg's birthday party something else to talk about. "'When's the truck getting here?' whined Greg as his mother organized a pile of presents in the living room. "'Soon, honey. Would you boys like to play a game while you wait?' "'I don't want a game! I want the truck now!' screamed Greg. He was embarrassed by the lateness of their promised entertainment, and noticed that certain boys had begun to whisper. Unfortunately, screaming at his mother did not help restore his former dignity. "'When it finally comes, we better get the full two hours,' he grumbled." That's what the contract says. I know, sweetie, said his mom. It's here, yelled Albert from the window. The boys spilled out the front door as the truck pulled into the driveway, lugging an enormous rectangular trailer with neon colors splashed along its side. They crowded past the pimple-ridden teenager who tried to give directions. Then, after he opened the hatch, they scrambled into the exotic wonderland of electronic pleasures. Wah! said Porge, marveling at the neon lights on the ceiling and massive flat screens covering one wall. It's, it's like heaven. Video game chairs, breathed Albert, running his hands along the sleek black leather. State of the art, hardly broken in. They've got Zombie Massacre 3, screamed Jake, who had climbed over Timmy's head to enter first. I call player 1, Greg yelled. Out of the way, it's my birthday. Seconds later, the trailer shook with loud belching noises, thuds of heavy artillery, and blood-curdling squeals. The brain matter looks so real, Albert remarked. They really did their research with this one, Timmy explained. It took like three years to develop. Close the door, Greg commanded. The sun's getting in. The metal door slammed shut, leaving Greg's mom and the employee of the game truck outside in sudden quiet. She asked him if he'd like coffee, and they walked back to the house. An hour later, Porge was begging Greg for a chance to play next, but Greg gave the third controller to Jake, because he said he liked Jake better that day, when Timmy told them to stop talking. He thought he'd heard something. None of the boys listened, but Timmy insisted. It sounded like the outside latch sliding shut. Then Albert stopped watching the screen and told Greg to turn off the volume. They fought over the controller and it flew into Timmy's hand, who pressed pause. A zombie froze on the screen, mid decapitation. But it was now clear to all the boys that not all the explosion sounds were coming from the game. What's going on? Porge whispered. Shh, said Jake. Timmy tried the door, it was locked. Two more booms echoed outside the trailer followed by snapping bursts like whizzing shrapnel. The boys ducked. Then, just as Greg was about to suggest they break the door open, a series of quick, thunderous explosions surrounded them on all sides. The boys dove on the floor and clung to each other. They could feel the flimsy walls shake like paper. The neon lights flickered and went out. The screens went blank. Another hiss sounded over top followed by an enormous crash so loud it hurt their ears. Then this concluded with a sinister sizzle. They heard crackling like something on fire, then nothing more. The silence felt even more ominous than the explosions. After five minutes of strained listening, where no boy dared to move, and the only sounds were Porge's muffled sobs, a single bang sounded against the side of the truck. The boys jumped. Then a voice came close against the metal in a loud whisper. Greg, guys, are you you still in there? That's Leo's voice, exclaimed Timmy. Yeah, Leo. Greg cried in relief, going to the door. What was... Shh, Leo hissed. The boys in the trailer paused. There was urgency and fear in that shush. Not so loud, Leo whispered. Please. Listen, Leo, began Jake. We're locked in here. Can you open the- How long? Leo interrupted, sounding out of breath. None could tell. Their brains were hazy with memories of zombie gore. Maybe 30 minutes? Guessed Timmy. Could be an hour, said Porge. Or more, added Jake. It was pitch dark in the trailer. No one could even see his watch. That- That's incredible, Leo coughed. Now breathless- with excitement. Wait. Wait, is everyone Is is everyone still alive? The boys in the trailer paused. "Um," said Timmy. "Yes. It's a miracle." "What's the miracle?" asked Albert. "What were those noises?" asked Porge. "Let us out!" demanded Greg. "I can't believe you survived." Leo spoke quickly now, his words coming fast over the ones before. "That trailer's probably the safest place in the country right now. Maybe the world." "Oh. Oh no, you don't you don't even know What don't we know? asked Porge. There's been a terrible catastrophe, Leo replied, his voice low. Nuclear bombs, a giant cluster of them, exploded everywhere, ravaged the entire country. They're saying it's the apocalypse, everything we ever knew or built a- wait wait, you, you didn't feel anything? N- nothing at all? Stunned silence followed Leo's words. Uh we did feel something, said Greg, after a bit. There was an explosion outside. The walls shook, said Porch. The worst isn't even the bombs, Leo went on. It's the radiation. People are infected, good people. They're out roaming the streets and calling for blood. Blood? said Jake. It's total chaos, Leo explained. Breathing hard. I can't believe you guys didn't. Listen, the disease is massively contagious. I was hiding, trying to stay alive, hoping to find friends, anyone. Then I remembered this birthday party I wasn't invited to. So I ran here and saw this trailer next to a gigantic pit of destroyed rubble. So I, wait, said Greg, you mean like my house? What house? Look, everyone out here is infected and you gotta let me in, please. Once they've transitioned, they stop at nothing until they've get fresh blood. I've watched terrible things, neighbors I've known my whole life, nice old ladies viciously tearing off limbs and eating their own. Oh, please, please just let me in. Wait, said Jake. People are infected? Everyone? Asked Albert. Just open the door, cried Leo. Don't open the door, said Greg. Leo, I don't know if you should come in, said Timmy slowly. I mean, what if you're infected? No, wait. Wait said Leo quickly. There's a latch here. I can just lift this and look, guys, I know I've probably been infected, but it was only a little nibble from old Mrs. Rabbles, And even though it's purple now, I'm sure it'll heal. You guys, you can't leave me out here with all these brain eating. Close it, screamed Albert. As they heard the outside latch slide open, six boys jumped at the door, shoving it shut and holding the handle. They heard a relentless pounding. Come on, it's me, Leo. I'm your friend. You can't tell because my skin's peeling away, but it's me. I swear it's me the banging was getting violent the wires said greg get the wires now that their eyes had adjusted the boys could see using the tiny sliver of light from the hatch jake and Porge began tearing out the wires that connected screen to truck twisting them to tie the handle shut barricade it shrieked albert quick don't leave me leo screamed i'll die greg ripped a leather chair from its place and shoved it against the mechanism that turned to allow the door to open The boys heaped other chairs behind it to form a wall. You can't do this, Leo howled. I'm your friend. You're my last chance. Get away, Greg screamed back. You'll infect us all. It's not me. It's your mom you need to worry about. My mom? Greg's voice was suddenly small. The others halted their efforts. It was just now sinking in what the reality of a nuclear fallout meant for the disruption of their personal lives. Her, and the game truck guy. Oh oh no, they're coming. Leo's voice turned quiet with dread. The others drew closer to listen. What's it, uh, Greg began, then cleared his throat. throat. What's it look like out there? I can see the door frame of your house, Leo panted, his voice becoming raspy as he went on. The only thing still standing in this smoky orange haze. Big purple clouds are in the sky, so low they're covering the tops of trees. Or what's left of the trees. Packs of the infected are staggering along the street. Can't you hear the moaning? I think I hear the moaning, whispered Albert. The helicopters and ambulances have stopped, Leo continued, because all the doctors are infected. It's quiet now, but it won't be for long. And there's. Gah! Gah! Fight it, Leo! Fight it! There's the infected. "'looking for fresh blood and feasting on any... Uh, "'Wait, I think your mom and the game guy, they're... "'Agh! Uh, "'They're coming. Uh, I, "'I want... "'I want blood! "'No, no, don't. "'No, I don't.' Uh, "'He coughed, <coughs> loud and hacking, "'and then suddenly his voice was clear. "'Timmy? "'Timmy, are you there?' "'I'm here,' said Timmy, fighting back tears. "'Timmy, you're my best friend, still, "'even though you went to the party when I wasn't invited. "'Timmy? "'I'm sorry.' I shouldn't have tried to open this door and endanger you, but I'm scared, and they're coming. Greg's mom just stopped to devour a squirrel carcass, but they're coming now, and they've seen me. I'm I'm going to run for it, Timmy. I'm going to run right at them and then turn, and I'm going to draw them away. They'll chase me down. The infected have superhuman... Blood. <coughs> blood. <coughs> They'll catch me. I'll be brutally devoured, but it'll buy you time. Hear me, Timmy? Hear me? It'll buy you time. Tell Greg... Blood. Ah. Tell-, tell-, tell Greg... Tell Greg... I I forgive him. I, I, I smell blood. Violent blows assaulted the back door and the boys renewed their efforts to barricade it. Then the blows stopped. The voice came again, small this time. Leo. Oh, come on, Leo. What are you doing? Control yourself. Okay. Okay, I can. I just, uh, ah, blood. No, no. I've got to get Greg's mom as far away as I can. Stay strong. I love you guys. I, uh, I, I love you. Uh, find, find, find some way uh, to to repopulate the earth. There's still hope. There can be hope. Don't lose hope. Don't, uh, don't listen to anything anyone says. Whatever you do, do not open this. Ah, uh, do not open this door. And blood. Hey, 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 you over there. Look, look at me. Fresh blood, right here, right here. Yum, yum. Fresh brains. Yeah, you heard it. Come and get me, you zombie pigs. Ha, 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 ha. They heard Leo's voice whooping and fading away. Then, minutes later, a piercing screech. Dead silence reigned in the trailer. All felt for Leo and thought about what a good and brave friend he was. But they didn't have time to dwell on sentiment. They had to survive. "'What do we do?' wondered Porge in a hushed voice. "'Don't make noise.' whispered timmy or else his sacrifice will be in vain how will we eat asked albert we can't stay in here forever said greg with determination there's only one way out we've got to fight under greg's direction they tore apart and weaponized anything they could find within the trailer The three televisions were smashed carefully so as to get the largest shards of glass possible. They tied these shards to chair legs using electrical wires, making clubs and swords to impale aggressors. The dismantled chair cushions became shields, and the stripped leather became grips to handle glass and sharp metal. The long neon lights were ripped from the ceiling, and more glass was attached to them by electrical wires to make crude spears. All this was done with breathtaking efficiency and under the cover of darkness. Each boy hardly dared to breathe, let alone to speak. Gripping their new weapons, the apocalyptic warriors crouched behind the door barricade and waited. Then waited some more. No noise came from outside. But this made it all the more ominous. After what felt like hours, they heard the crunch of footsteps, then a tentative knock at the hatch. I'll handle this, grunted Greg. Be careful, whispered Porge. Greg crept toward the crack, too small to see through, but wide enough for light. This light was blocked by the outline of a figure. What if the zombies use their superhuman strength, Albert gasped, and just tear through the wall? We'll be ready, muttered Jake, holding his spear. Hey, boys, said a female voice so loud and clear it made them jump. I know you're having fun in there, but it's been almost two hours. Why don't you come have some cake? The captives exchanged glances. She sounds so normal, whispered Porge. That makes it even more terrible, said Albert. It's clearly a trap, hissed Greg. No one answer. Boys, boys, can you hear me? The knocking got louder. Greg winced to think that this abominable creature trying to lure them out so it could feast on their brains had actually once been his mother. Just last night, She had tucked him in and kissed his forehead. This morning, she had wished him a happy— No. Greg set his jaw and tightened his grip on the splintered chair leg. No. That thing out there was not his mother. He would have no mercy. Hello? Hmm. The volume must be too loud. Mike, can you turn it down? Sure thing, miss. The boys tensed and shifted, so there was another. They listened to footsteps circle the trailer. Then heard a truck door open. That meant the truck was still intact. Greg made a mental note of this. It could be useful. That's funny, said the voice that used to belong to Mike, the pimply game truck employee. The electronics are switched off. It's got to be completely dark in there. The truck door closed and a knock sounded on the front of the trailer. I don't see why they'd still be inside, continued the voice, sounding confused. You know what? said the voice that used to belong to Greg's mother. I bet they left the truck and went to play when that nice boy Leo came over to shoot fireworks on the front lawn to celebrate Greg's birthday. Lies, Greg whispered. All lies. Don't listen. Well, might as well check, said the teenage voice. Here, the front door is unlocked. A hatch opened on the opposite side of the trailer. Before the boys knew what was happening, light flooded in, trapped, They had only one option. Attack! Greg screamed. Only after five full minutes of yelling and running across the lawn did the boys and Greg's mother calm down. Mike was fortunate enough to sustain only mild injuries, yet had to be briefly hospitalized nonetheless. Greg's mother blamed the boys' erratic behavior on the violence of the video games and threatened to sue. The game truck company threatened to sue right back if they were not remunerated for destruction to their property, which was substantial, and also coverage of their employees' medical bills. After it was certain that Mike would in fact heal, he was fired for lack of supervision. In the end, Leo's plan worked. The next week at school, not a single boy mentioned Zombie Massacre 3. All right, so kind of a crazy episode, I would say, somewhat of a, a memorable birthday party, do not you say, uh, Greg? We have Greg here in the studio. Greg, you want to say hi to everyone? Uh, yeah, what up? Uh, my name's Greg, uh, G Man. You can subscribe. At, we're not going to talk about YouTube. Uh, we've already talked that. We discussed that. This is not this being on the podcast. Is not about promoting your YouTube channel. I do not want to promote my YouTube channel, but I do want to say uh, that. I now have exactly 92 subscribers and you know, everyone says that your first hundred are the most difficult. And then once you get like a hundred subscribers, Mr. Tom, then pretty much you can get like a million in like a month. So you think after getting a hundred subscribers, you, you will have a million in one month. I mean, yeah, like maybe, maybe like less than that. Like, I don't know, maybe like couple days like a couple weeks like 100 see so the, the thing is once you get a 100 subscribers let, let me explain to you uh social media when do, once you get a 100 subscribers then all those hundreds of people literally send your thing to a 100 other people and a 100 times a 100 is a million okay uh there's a lot going on there we're not going to talk about because there's a lot to discuss about this episode and i have questions to ask you from people that have been sending into the podcast so like do you do you like this story um it's not my least favorite story. Uh, it's not my favorite story. I think what I like about it is that uh, Greg's in it a lot. Okay. Do Do you think that maybe like I don't know? Uh, you get you get kind of pranked in the story, don't you? Don't Leo, doesn't Leo kind of prank you? No, no, no. <laughs> Leo did not prank me. Oh well, he he tricked you into thinking there was a. A zombie apocalypse going on outside of the video game truck, right? Yeah. Yeah, he did that. Okay, that that's that's not a prank. No what 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 is a prank in you're a prank, Mr. Tom? I can't believe I have to explain you're an adult, you don't know this, okay whatever, I will explain a prank is when someone uh does something to you without you knowing it uh and you it's like a it's like a trick, and you're like, oh, I didn't know that. That was, uh, that, that wasn't true. Um, and I acted because of this, because I thought it was this way, but it wasn't. And then the prankster, like, I'm kind of a prankster. So, like, I do this all the time on my YouTube, actually. But anyway, uh, then the prankster says, like, oh, you got pranked. Ha! Uh, duh, it was a prank. And the reason that this story was not a prank, um, is because number one, I don't get pranked. And number two, uh, Leo never, like came back and said oh you guys got pranked okay he didn't he didn't say that but don't but but he pranked you no 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 in order for the prank to be a prank leo needs to emerge from like a tree or something and say hey you guys got pranked okay so like if you um if he had done that then would you have been pranked i i I mean i don't get pranked so i don't think so uh, but I can see someone thinking that maybe that was like close to the prank. I don't know. I mean, people have a lot of opinions about things, Mr. Tom. So like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, memorable birthday party. Very, very memorable birthday party. Yeah. My mom still talked about that birthday party. Yeah. Okay. Well, people heard the story. They can form their own opinion as to whether or not you did in fact get, uh, pranked um and we are going to move on to some questions from our podcast audience how does that sound yeah people have a lot of questions for me like all the time uh so i don't know like i'll answer anything duh okay um so you, people have questions wait like all yeah you know they just like come up they're like hey are you greg from the stories and i'm like oh yeah that, that's me like i'm in stories whatever i'm in books cool yeah duh. i also have a youtube channel and they're, all, and they're all like no way like uh can you Teach me like how to be cool, and I'm like, <laughs> it's not something you can learn, <laughs> duh. Wait, so you're saying right now, seriously, looking me in the eyes, yeah, huh? You're you're saying that that people come up to you on the street, complete strangers, yeah, huh? And and they say, hey, Greg, teach me how to be cool. Yeah. Well, okay. Look, I I'm a pretty cool guy. Like it's clear from the stories that I have a ton of friends. And so I think that like people who read the stories want to know uh like how can I have so many friends and be cool like Greg you know like I think that's a normal thing for like kids to think about right like like other kids like me yeah uh it um how do they know what you look like if you're just in the stories how do how does that work I don't know i, I, I don't ask them how they know who i am i'm I'm like famous like okay th- let me explain to you something about famous people uh like me um. When you're famous, like people just know who you are. Like it's not like it's not like how are you? Like it's not like how do you recognize me? It's just like people know, right? And like it's not easy to be famous as a ten year old, but you know, you know, I I try. All right. Would you say that a lot of these people that come up to you and say like, "Hey, teach me to be cool"? Would you say they're like, uh, I don't know, maybe in your school? Yeah, a lot of them are in my school. Okay. Hmm. It's it sounds like maybe, and hear me out. It sounds like maybe someone like Leo or or, or Jake is, is maybe telling them to, to say this to you? Like, it could be a prank. <laughs> no, no, I do not get pranked. Duh. Okay, but, you know, it, it's not... So you're saying, like, strangers will come up... Yeah, okay, here's what happens. Like, okay, the other day, yesterday. Let's talk about yesterday. I was just sitting there, eating my lunch, like a normal fifth grader, when, out of the corner of my eye, I see Leo talking to a third grader that I've never spoken to before. And then the third grader runs up to me and he says like, oh my gosh, hey, are you Greg from the stories? And I say like, oh yeah, duh, uh, that's my name. And, and I am in books. And he's like, you are like so cool, teach me how to be cool. And I'm like, look, you look like a little squirt. I don't know how you're ever gonna be cool. Um, don't talk to me again. And he goes away and like, honestly, like I, okay, wait, that, even if uh, he's clearly not a fan. I think that he's. What do you mean he's not a fan? He's coming to me saying that I'm famous. Like, what? What are you talking about? Well, I think Leo sent him to do that. But I did. Even if, if he did appreciate, like, if he did, that's not a nice way to treat a third grade. That's not a nice way to talk to anyone who talks to you. Look, you have to be rude to people that recognize you, right? Or else everyone wants something from you. Look, you wouldn't understand. You're not famous. When you're famous, everyone wants a piece of the pie. Right, They're all coming up to me on the street, they're coming up to me in the cafeteria, they just want to be around me because I'm cool. I don't have time for everyone, right? I, I have my own life. I have things I have to do. You know, Mr. Tom? Like, you don't know. But like, imagine, right? Imagine that you had friends and imagine that you were a popular figure. People would come up to you all the time and they would say like, hey, you're so cool. Teach me to be cool. You can't help all them to be cool. So it's better to just be rude. Uh, and then people don't expect as much from you. And they go away. Right? They go away. You have all of this worked out, don't you? I have. Yes. Yeah, you could say I do. That's, that's good. Yeah, and Leo, Leo didn't send that third grader to talk to you. No, we, we, the third grader came up and said, "Like, hey, are you that guy from the stories?" If Leo had sent the third grader, then he wouldn't ask me if I was the guy from the stories. Duh. Okay, um, we're gonna move on. That's uh, yeah, th- cool. Uh, let's see. Last time I had you on the podcast was a while ago. It was the first season. We were talking about Earthworm Sally. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, Earthworm Sally, absolutely. Um, do you do you still? Leave, leave little worms at the shrine to Earthworm Sally. At, yeah, every day. Every day. Oh, well, that's that's nice. And you should, too. I'm not going to. Well, uh, you will be destroyed on the Day of Doom if you do not. Because Okay, we're not going to get back into that. Uh, that's, that. If anyone wants to hear that very fascinating theological debate, they can go to the Earthworm Sally episode. Uh, we're not going to. Right now, we're going to go. I'm opening up right now on my computer some of these uh, questions. Right? So, are you ready? Oh, I'm I'm so ready. Br- bring it on. Okay, cool. But I will be kind of rude. Just just saying. Oh, you're warning them ahead of time that you're going to be rude to these to these, you know, listeners who have taken time out of their day to ask you questions. Yeah, because all the questions are going to be like, "How can I be more like you? Will you be my friend?" Uh, you know, that sort of a thing. And like I can't be everyone's friend. Right, there's only so much of the Greg pie to go around. So I gotta be real. Duh. All right, cool. Why don't we get to the questions and we can cross that bridge when we get there, okay? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, when you're done. Okay, um, here's the first one. Hello, I am Anton from the best state of Virginia and I just wanted to ask Greg if he would rather have Porge admit that he is fat or $1,000 oh interesting well first of all anton that is an excellent question oh there you go that's not you're not being rude to anton there you go i uh so so one thousand dollars or Porge admits to being fat well i mean regardless of whether or not Porge admits to it he is super fat right I'm not going to, no, he's, well, first of all, he's not fat. Okay, whatever. You're an adult, so you have to say he's not fat. But we all know he's fat. No, he's, okay, he's not fat. Like, objectively, he's, and he's going to be listening to this. And so I think you should, you know, choose your words carefully. All right, Porch is fat. Uh, And $1,000. You know, I think it would be really good for Porch to admit to his fatness. That would be a good maturing thing for him. Like, it would be a maturity thing if he admitted to that. But I also want money. Uh, so I would take the $1,000, and then here's what I would do. I would take 100 of those $1,000, and I would give Porridge $100 to admit that he's fat. Oh, do you think he'd admit he's fat for $100? Absolutely. <laughs> Duh. I mean, who wouldn't admit they were fat for $100? I'm just, anyway, let's move on. Um, okay, uh, we have, all right. I heard that Greg was coming on for the podcast. So I want to ask him a very general question about him in general. This is a question from Greg from Virginia. So Greg, he shares your name. Isn't that nice? Well, Greg, thanks for asking your question. And you have a wonderful name. All right. He, well, he hasn't asked the question yet. He just, that was the beginning thing. Uh, you ready for the question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Hey, mm-hmm. Greg. I like you. I like you a lot. Oh, that's that's nice of you. Uh, so the question is, why is Greg so annoying and easy to trick and deceive? I'm sorry. Uh, the The question that that Greg from Virginia has for you is, is, is why is Greg so annoying and easy to trick and deceive? I I'm confused as to why Greg would ask me a question about himself what you so so he said why is greg so annoying and easy to trick and deceive and he's clearly talking about himself this poor boy he has no idea what he's doing i you know i think uh i think he's talking about you and i'm not i'm not saying that he's you know that this was a good question i just i'm merely repeating what was uh what was sent to me and i <laughs> you're wrong because no one would ever think i was a annoying b uh what was it easy to trick no no or 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 c that you could deceive me no one can i okay greg i deceive people i am the master deceiver i i like to think of myself as a as a a um a master prankster um someone who is able to deceive a lot i i can deceive uh deceive every day of my life i wake up and i deceive i start deceiving i stare in the mirror and i say i'm going to deceive today i do you know what deceive means yeah yeah sure uh i think i'm a very deceived person okay uh yeah um well that's uh, maybe it wasn't a fair question i think uh, this little greg from virginia probably should get some help because he's asking people uh, questions about himself all right let's let's move on uh, next question. And this is actually a question for all the characters, um, but I thought I'd ask it to you to begin with. Um, hi, my name is Joey. And I had a question for all the characters. And the question was, what is your favorite food? So Greg, what is your favorite food? All right. Uh, good question, Joey. And uh, my answer is, I cannot tell you. Well, wow, you can't tell Joey what your favorite food is? No. No, I can't. All right. Is there is there a reason? Okay, look. Here's what happens, Mr. Tom. I tell Joey that my favorite food is Lunchables Pizza, right? And then suddenly, Lunchables Pizzas are flying off the shelves. Like, they're sold out in every single grocery store ever. Duh. And Lunchables Pizza gets a huge slice of that pie. Why would I give sponsorship deals without getting paid if i'm gonna go and i'm gonna go on a, a public forum like this and explain to everyone what my favorite pizza is uh lunchables pizza my favorite food right which by the way i eat about seven of every day um then you know i should be getting paid by lunchables to say that so i'm not gonna say anything but thank you joey nice try cannot deceive the deceiver. <laughs> Duh. Um. All right, well, like a couple problems with that. First of all, you just did give a shout-out to Lunchables Pizza. Um, and no no, 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 I didn't because I refused to answer the question. Do you really eat seven a day? Well, on a good day. Sometimes I'll eat more. Okay, um, cool. Well, thank you for asking that, Joey. Nice try, Joey. Okay, um, and here's another one. Um, hi, Mr. Longano. This is Peter B. Baird from Virginia. Why is Greg always annoying Leo and Porge and their friends? Hmm. (laughs) Good question, Peter. Uh, I'm sorry? Well, he he said, why is Greg always annoying Leo and Porge and their friends? (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I think Peter must have misspoke. Oh, oh, he misspoke? Yeah, because he wrote Greg when clearly he meant to write someone like Jake or maybe Jeffrey. So, you think Peter asks, why is Jeffrey always annoying Leo and Porge and their friends? Yeah, that's an excellent question, Peter. I think that Jeffrey is just kind of an annoying person, right? Like, he cries all the time. Uh, he doesn't know how to spell. <laughs> like, I know how to spell. Duh. Jeffrey doesn't know how to spell. I, no, okay, let, let's backtrack. Uh, Peter's asking about you. He's asking you, Greg, why you are annoying to other boys in your class. Well, that is... If he is asking me, which I doubt by the way uh that is a dumb question because I've literally never annoyed anyone ever duh look uh, peter Peter, I don't know if you've read the stories, but like I'm a really cool guy like i have I have a lot of friends uh I know how to do things that other boys can't do, like hunt um and trap turtles and stuff uh and so like you know. I don't think I've... Yeah, I've never annoyed anyone ever. Like, who who are you, Peter, to ask this question? You know, I bet this Peter kid's super annoyed. Okay, we're not... No, we're not going to attack the, the... He just asked the question. I think it was a fair question. And you think it was a fair question? Yeah, I mean... So you... Would you say, uh, Mr. Tom, that, that I annoy people? Um... Let's go on to another question. Uh, okay, so this is, this is a question from... Uh, Oh, <laughs> okay. This is from Alex Lefus. I hope I'm pronouncing that last name right. Lefus? Lefus? Alex Lefus. It's pronounced Lefus. How How would you know? I just know these things. Duh. Okay. Alex asks, <laughs> Alex asks, why does Greg act like he knows everything? Oh, <laughs> that's an easy one. <laughs> because, Alex, I know a lot of things, right? Okay. Let, let me explain it to me, Alex. When you know a lot of things, like I know a lot more than like the average 10-year-old, um, probably the average person in general. I just know a lot of things about a lot of things. I, I like to consider myself like a really curious person, right? Uh, like I'm really hungry for like knowledge and wisdom. Uh, and I and I do a lot of things to always like be feeding this, this curiosity. Uh, and so I think that because of that, I just have a very big brain and a lot of knowledge stored up in that brain. So I think it would be a disservice. It would be bad for people, if I didn't tell them all of my knowledge, if I didn't tell them all the things that I know, you know? So that's why I, that's why I act like I know everything because I kind of do, you know? So, so Alex, uh, little word of encouragement for you, little buddy, uh, is you, um, should, should also know more things because then you too can act like you know everything and have as many friends as me. Duh. Okay, Uh, I'm just, I'm going to let you answer these, uh, and the audience can judge for themselves. What what do you mean by that? Well, I just, you know, never mind. Okay, Fred, Alex's younger brother, also has a question. Oh, this is a good one. Did Greg actually get rabies from the raccoon? So he's referring to the running away stories, and the end of the running away stories, a raccoon pounced on you, and you. I know what you're referring to. Okay, well, I'll answer the, did you get rabies from the raccoon? Look, uh, the scratches um, and the bite marks, uh, the bites that I had from the raccoon were uh, numerous. There were many of them. And they were very painful. Uh, A lot of people said that, I guess I kind of like deserved it um, because I was tied the raccoon in a sack and maybe you shouldn't be doing that. But like, I'm a hunter. So like, I definitely knew what I was doing. Uh, and honestly, he's lucky that I didn't kill him with the machete and skin him alive. Right. Well, uh, uh, that's not, you know, there's, there's a lot of question marks with what, with what happened in that story that I, you know, we could get into if you want to, I see no question. I think what happened with that story was there was a lot of mismanagement from Leo and Timmy and Jake and Borge, uh, for the entire running away thing, and I was I really tried to like like help them out and like and like teach them how to survive in the wilderness. But you know, like, not everyone's cut out for wilderness survival, right? It, okay, did you get rabies or did you not get rabies? I did not get rabies. Okay, uh, I had three different shots and I had a couple tests, and my mom said that I was incredibly lucky to not get rabies. So there you go, Fred. I did not get rabies. Duh. Ah. Uh, why do you why do you end with duh? I I don't think I don't think that makes you sound like nicer. I, I'm sorry. Am I trying to sound nice? Well, we're on a podcast, um, and people are listening, so it would be nice if you were to sound nice. Well, as I said, if I sound nice, Mister Tom, then everyone wants a piece of this Greg pie, and there is only so much pie to go around. That's lovely okay uh the next question i think is the last question we're going to ask today is a recorded question so i'll play the recording hello mr tom i'm paul Beatty from virginia and you've heard from me before for us a, with a question um i would like to ask um jake why he um what was so into pranking greg on Greg's birthday party, I think the episode is called, but I think you might know where I'm talking about in the Red Book of Stories. I would also like to ask Jeffrey what um his favorite thing to do on the days in the days, um for in any episode that Jeffrey's in. And also for Greg, I would like to ask what his favorite video game is and also for <laughs> Albert too. Um Sorry, that's my dog. This is my dog, Rocky. Um, uh, Sorry, I have to wrap up. Bye. All right, thanks, Paul. What a charming message. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Uh, great to hear from a fan. Real, real, real great. Oh, well, that's nice of you. Finally, being vaguely polite to someone. Um, but I, I think just to just to clarify, I think you said about why why is Jake pranking Greg and Greg's worthy party? But it was Leo that that pranked Greg. Um, no, no, no. no it, it, Paul, let me clarify. No one pranked me. I I don't get pranked. So sorry about that. Maybe you should read. Maybe you should be better at reading. I think he's fine at reading. Nah, nah. If, if he was a good reader, uh, if he knew how to read, then he would know uh, that I don't get pranked. I don't get pranked. Because I'm cool, I have friends. Okay, good, cool, awesome. So he also asked Jeffrey, what's your favorite thing to do in a day? You're not Jeffrey, but uh, if you wanted to answer that, you could. Um, What's your favorite thing to do in a day, Greg? Well, um, I like get out of bed and I'm like, how am I going to live my best life today? How am I going to be the best version of Greg possible? And I get super amped up about that. Oh, that's, I mean, that's a nice thing to think about. Like, yeah, you should be the best person that you can be yeah absolutely so then i am i do the best things every day i just got to keep hustling living the dream um uploading those videos and being the superstar celebrity that i am greg okay cool so your favorite thing to do in the day is i just said that i just said i told you well you said you said like some random platitudes about living your best life uh And then, you know, so your favorite thing is to record YouTube videos? Well, I mean, I like doing that, but that's like the grind. That's hustle. That's work. Okay. And you probably have like homework and stuff too. Yeah, more grind. Or what do you do to like kick back? What's your, how about this? What's your favorite video game? I can't answer that. Why can't you answer it? Because that would be a sponsorship deal. Uh, If the video game companies want to contact me and pay me, um, I don't know what a typical sponsorship deal would be for a celebrity of my caliber uh caliber that's a that's a big word greg yeah i've been uh doing things like watching a bunch of tv and sometimes i learn words from my tv right uh anyway if someone wants to talk to a celebrity of my caliber uh I would think that for me to even mention the name of a video game on a podcast such as this with all of my thousands of fans, it would probably cost that video game company something like a million dollars. You think someone would pay you a million dollars to say the name of a video game on a podcast? Well, I mean, not just the name. I'd have to say, like, this is my favorite one. You know, like if I was to say my favorite video game is Super Smash Bros., then Nintendo should pay me a million dollars because of the uh, the the amount of the amount of exposure that their that their game would get uh because boys would be flocking to the stores like they would be flocking duh okay. <laughs> It sounds like someone has kind of a big head, just because he's in some stories. Hey, My head is normal size; you can see it right now. the Well, it's a it's an expression. Um. Anyway, you, you do know that I don't even get I don't get paid to do this podcast, right? Okay. Why are you telling me that? Well, no one even no no one pays me to do the podcast or anything. You think someone will pay you one million dollars just to say the name of Zuber Smash Bros on this podcast? Uh, Super Smash Bros Ultimate uh, it's a cer- it's a certain version of Super Smash Bros that's the one that I play. Oh, so you've already you there's the sponsorship deal. Oh. Um well now that I've said it, I think that the people listening from Nintendo will send me a check or they should if they were good business persons. <laughs> if they're good bu- business persons, if they're good business persons, they'll send me a check. Uh and the address is I live at 473. And no, we're not, gonna, we're not gonna talk about your your street address. That's not good to mention on a podcast. Yeah, you're right. Good point. Because then like fans would be like flocking. They would be like all they would be like, oh like let me talk to you, let me get a piece of the pie. Um <clears throat> there's only so much pie that can go around. That's what I always say. Greg. Cool. I think we're going to end the interview there. Uh, thank you for coming in. Thank you for responding to the fan questions. Thank you for being Greg. Um, and maybe, you know, in a couple years, you'll, you'll learn a little bit more about what it is to be a celebrity. I'm learning every day how I can be a better celebrity. Um, cause Mr. Tom, when you get to a celebrity of my caliber, uh, you start to you start to realize like there really aren't a lot of people that are as famous and cool as I am, right? So like if there aren't a lot of people that are as famous and cool as me, who who can I look to for direction? And then I realize I look to myself, like I am the direction for me. You know what I'm saying? I think that's pretty deep, right? You should write you should write that down. I should write that down. Da- yeah yeah yeah. Take that that pencil right there. You should write that down. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to write that down. All right. Well, I think everyone listening to this should probably write that down. I don't I forgot what you just said. What did you say? That they should write down um that uh something about me being the the thing that I look to for direction is me. You know, I said it better the first time so they can like re- rewind uh and then write it down after that. All right. And just for the record, you never get pranked. Yeah, Porge is fat, and I never get pranked. Thanks for coming, Greg. You're welcome. How about your tiny little podcast? All right, so that was my interview with Greg. I apologize to anyone who had to listen to that. (laughs) That was um, fantastic. I think think he had a little, he had something in his throat, because he sounded like a grown man. (laughs) Uh, Just a little bit behind the scenes, Um, there were some bloopers from when I was reading the story that I thought were funny that I was going to share just so you can see that, uh, even amazing accomplished authors like myself sometimes get things wrong. All right. Enjoy. The game truck company threatened to sue right back if they were not remunerated. Remunerated. Is that how you say that word? Why do I write words? I can't pronounce. The game truck company threatened to sue right back if they were not remunerated. Oh gosh. I'm just going to look it up. This has been a Boy Stories podcast production written and performed by the author Tom Longano. The Red Book of Stories and the Blue Book of Stories are available on Amazon.com. You can also get signed author copies on TomLongano.com. This podcast has been produced by the legendary George Martin and... If you like the podcast, please do leave a rating and a review, whether on the Apple Podcast site or if you like the stories, you can leave a rating and a review on Amazon. We read all the reviews and uh, we really, really appreciate them. Uh, Please do share with friends as well. And if you have any questions uh, for Tom Longano or any of the characters and you'd like your question to be featured on a podcast, uh, you can Email Tom Longano through the contact portal on TomLongano.com. You can also record a voice message on Anchor, and then you will get your voice on the podcast. Very exciting. Thank you so much for listening. This has been so much fun for us, and we hope it is just as much fun for you. See you next time.